BDR's Prime Partners podcast delivers insight on services, resources, and business practices that can help your company succeed faster. Listen and learn for ways to take your company forward. Welcome to the Prime Partners podcast. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training. Today, our topic is how contractors can utilize AI and machine learning in their business. Joining us today is Bashir Abdallah, Chief Product Officer of XOI. Bashir, welcome to the podcast. Great to be here, Matt. Thanks for having me. So glad to have you uh, as a valued SAI partner with BDR. We're looking forward to learn more about uh, the subject today and your company. Thought it'd be a good start if you could just tell us a little bit about your background and what you do for XOI. Yeah, sure thing. So I've been in the you know product field, product management field for the better part of 16 years and specifically in the services space as well. So I've had the pleasure of working across a lot of different personas and, and, and key clients. And now having been here at XOI for the last two months, I'm honored to call our contractors and OEMs clients today. A little bit about XOI, we are a digital technology for the job site. And what we do is we help connect people from all parts of the field service ecosystem with the equipment that they service. We've got a lot of great features and products that support technicians in the field, as well as contractors and, and OEMs in general. Okay. Well, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into some of those uh, later on in our conversation today, as we talk about AI and machine learning and how that's going to impact contractors. I thought a nice way to start might be to, as someone, you have a lot of experience in products and, and I'm sure you've been watching this uh, AI and machine learning revolution closely. What kind of new and cool stuff do you see out there related to AI? I'd love to hear yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I'll start by saying, Matt, that it is incredible how rapidly changing the, the environment is and how, as a response to that change, how technology companies and companies in general are trying to react to it. So I think it's really fascinating to kind of evaluate a lot of what's going on in, in the, not only in our industry, but in, in the technology sphere as a whole. I mean, personally, I, I, as a chief product officer, as a technologist, I am always keeping my ear to the ground around what is happening, not just in our industry, but in adjacent industries and how people are deploying technology for the betterment of their clients. One particular thing that I recently came across is a UK-based business that is utilizing AI to develop presentations and videos. And so what they're doing is they are creating likeness of individuals. And then if you write a script, it automatically has somebody speaking to that script. And it's pretty, it's a pretty cool concept and you can go sign up for it today yourself. But there are very cool applications where something like that can be extremely meaningful when it comes to learning management systems and, and frankly, a lot of different use cases. So it's, it's again, it's something that even a couple of years ago was unheard of and, and likely not possible. But in just a very short period of time, think about everything that has happened with OpenAI and, and Google's Bard, a lot of change is happening rapidly and, and, and it's solving a lot of critical business problems for folks. Yeah, but yeah, BDR, we, we started to use it a little bit in some of our marketing initiatives. And it's interesting you said about the, the thing that does the presentations. Uh, I listened yeah. to a podcast where the guy has AI read the podcast in his voice 
all he does is write it with the help of AI. Yeah, yeah. And and even as you talk about that, Matt, I mean, you know, one, one of the really critical things for us here as a company at XOI and, and, comp- and technology businesses in general is the innovation arm of your business, because innovation is what ultimately fuels you know, ulti- you know, the demand or needs of the clients to, to effectively execute on a product strategy and innovation in general, you need a lot of time spent with clients. And we are in fact, in the midst of, of engaging our clients about our, our products and, and frankly, their, their unmet needs. One of the things we're doing is we're leveraging AI to summarize much of the conversations we're having. So these conversations are recorded. We're using them only for internal purposes, but we can summarize what we're hearing and share that summary out with our critical stakeholders internally. So there's really powerful tools out there, even in your everyday processes that help make you more effective in my, my approach as a product leader, along with my team. Right on. And just a little, little side note, personal side note here, Bashir, I have a son, he's a teenager. And he came to me a couple of weeks ago and he wanted to watch the Terminator movies. And <laughs> it didn't really hit me until like a couple of weeks later. So we watched the first two of them. And I was like, maybe this is his way of trying to engage with this, this AI thing a little bit, yeah. you know, cause that, that's where that, that movie goes. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen those <laughs> anyway, side note. So let's, let's turn our attention to uh, the contracting field specifically, you know, how is AI and machine learning going to impact the contracting field, you know, both positively and negatively here in the future? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I was recently talking with our head of engineering and, and our product leaders here uh, at XOI, and I'd shared an article with them that was put together by the University of Pennsylvania, along with folks from OpenAI on what industries would be most impacted by AI and ML. And, and, and really not just the emergence of AI, but the continuous use. And I, I guess it's no surprise that two of the most impacted jobs are mathematicians and actuaries. But the, the, those professionals that are least impacted are those that are using their hands every day. And so as I think about the contractor sphere, particularly the technicians in the field, the impact really is around efficiency and enablement to help them do their jobs faster, better, and really become a source of information for them. So that's kind of how we are envisioning the things that we are doing, but also I think where the industry as a whole is heading, where you're putting more information in the hands of people who need information to make critical decisions at that moment, whether it's how to fix something, whether it's the appropriate process, the end customer's expectations, or simply, you know, I'm on hold with a manufacturer to get a quick answer. And so that answer can be readily had because there are hundreds of recorded calls with the same question. So the more that we can create that connectivity between the needs of the people in the field to those that actually have the information, uh, I think the more impactful. So we're, we're really talking about a tremendous amount of efficiency had. Is AI going to allow, you know, do the job of, tech, of a technician? Absolutely not. And so I think that the, the key here is around helping, you know, these individuals, these men and women 
be more effective in their everyday so they can get to the next job and they can ultimately help themselves and their business be more efficient. Yeah, well, I love that. So so good, some positives that, that we're in an area, contracting world that are a little bit protected maybe from yeah. uh, the impact compared to other you know, groups. I, I think of like, uh, I know someone that has a translation business and I, unfortunately, I think that business is about over <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. with yeah. AI. But those of us that you know, work with our hands in the contracting world, we can use this to your point about picking up efficiencies. And I know exactly what you said. That was such a good case uh, scenario that you mentioned about having to call to get some information and sitting there on hold and just waiting. And it's just downtime. It's unproductive time we can get that answer faster, now we can just keep moving with the, the repair or whatever we're working on, get that finished, as you said, and move on to the next job. That helps the customer and it certainly helps the business uh, generate more revenue. So uh, exciting stuff. Yeah, and, and I think to, to your earlier question too, I mean, that's, that's the positive. I think, you know, the negative is the quality of the information that is provided. And I think we take pride here at XOI in making sure that the experience for technicians is accurate, authentic, and meaningful. And so we have no intention on deploying anything that is a test. Our our goal, and I think, and I'm seeing this across the tech space in general, is making sure that these, you know, the attention of these user users is critically important to us. You know, as our as our founder says, gaining technician trust means gaining market share. And so we want to make sure that we always have that trust with them. And and part of that is by being disciplined about the information that we put in their hands. Because you you've seen the positive side of amazing outputs from from a lot of these AI driven uh, applications out there in the hands of consumers, but we've also seen some negative things as well and inaccurate information being shared. So for us, I think having the discipline and setting up our teams and our and our LLMs to make sure that the information that we present back to individuals is really, really accurate and ultimately impactful in their everyday job. Right on. I love that. Accurate, authentic, meaningful. Yeah, that... That resonates with me big time and, and, and technicians that'll earn you guys some respect and, and market share as your founder says, right on. So I w- wanted to ask you, Bashir, sometimes some of the contractors I've talked to about AI and having those conversations, you know, they have a little bit of fear of it because unlike you, you know, you're, you describe yourself as a technologist, you know, they might be a technologist in the contracting specific field with equipment and and the related tools and whatnot. How could a contractor who's maybe doesn't, wouldn't call themselves a technologist start to utilize AI in their business? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, Matt. I think that, I think that the reality is that everyone is, and, and I actually heard this on a podcast recently around the impact that AI is having and what one of the comments that was said is that it's like it's like this you know the mo- mobile technology being deployed but five times bigger and and, and really think about the meaning there because you know the early deployment was that just a few people were using it and now 
could you imagine, you know, someone not having a cell phone? I mean, it's, it's, it's unheard of. And not only that, but it's a smartphone and it's got apps and it's got all this additional productivity and probably some lack of productivity, depending on how you look at it. So I, I think that for every business, there's this healthy fear of, are we moving fast enough? Are we, we, are we where we need to be? And among contractors, you're asking those same questions at the same time where you're trying to really understand where the impact is going to happen. So the way that I like to think about this is that, and, and I think this is part of being a product person is that you want to, you want to put yourself in, in that contractor's shoes. And so trust is paramount in this. You need a trusted partner to help you deploy this technology, as we said earlier, in a meaningful way for your staff and for your technicians. So I think that's, that's a huge part of this. And, and I think a, a really, you know, another really important point is for people to really think clearly about where exactly they want that to be deployed and what the impact of that deployment is going to be. Because as much as you're trying to bring technology to the forefront, you're also going to face some resistance around change in process, change in behavior. And, and sometimes that, that, that can be a bit overwhelming for any contractor. And so I think the thing that solves a lot of this is being thoughtful and well-planned and then making sure you communicate that plan and stick to that plan with your team. Otherwise, if it feels to them like this is kind of the next run of the mill ideas of many ideas that you want to deploy, then you, you ultimately will face the type of resistance and potential backlash that finds you in a position where you know as a business leader, you need to do this, but you can't get traction with your people around the it, right? So I think, I think part of what I'm saying is have a trusted partner there along with you have a really solid plan. And a plan is really like, where are you investing? Like, where is this going to actually hit in your process? Is it going to be on your, you know, like as we talked about by enabling technicians in the field, is it going to be around streamlining invoicing or whatever the case may be when you think about all of the components that contractors have to deal with every day? And then ultimately, you know, as you communicating that information to your team, you know, stay true to your timelines and execute to the plan. Um, so, so I think those are some critical key steps. I think part of your question is really about the education, about knowing where to, to strike. I think that's where the partner comes into play, but also means that you as a business leader or even as a technician in the field are reading up on what is the latest and greatest and not only looking at your own industry, but as I talked about earlier, look at adjacent markets, look at completely different industries that have, you know, a fleet of, of maybe vehicles deployed where, where they're utilizing AI and, and using it in some meaningful way for their business. So I think those are things that, that come to, you know, come to my mind when I think about how contractors can be intentional about, you know, the things that they're trying to do with their business and, and how they, how they ultimately deploy AI. Right on. I think that's some really great advice, Bashir. You know, a couple of things stood out to me there that from what you said, educating ourselves, you know, I couldn't agree more with what you said as that that's one of the roles of a leader uh, of a company is they've got to be educated. They've got to be forward thinking, looking out at these new things that are out there and 
and figuring out, okay, how are we going to make use of this? How does this impact our business? How, how do I get my team on board with this if it's something we're going to do? The other piece you said was having a trusted partner. And I really think that could be a great way to start for a lot of contractors. They don't necessarily have to become AI experts. If they've got a partner that they trust, that they're connected with, that is maybe more of a, of a technology expert and can bring something to the table that's really going to help their business with the power of AI behind it. So yeah. I think it's... Yeah. A, oh, go right ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I was just going to add, like, when we talked about this earlier, you know, I think this is probably top of mind for a lot of people that are thinking about the security of their information but also the impact that this stuff has, that partner has to be someone with a proven track record, or at the very least, the, the, that has the type of discipline and successful execution of these type of things that, that actually makes sense for that contractor. Um, because there's a lot of businesses out there that can say they do everything and anything, and those are the ones you want to be wary about. And I think the ones you want to partner with are the ones that, are more clear, more aligned to your actual needs and who have a proven track record of delivering on that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like going to that restaurant that just has too many different things on the menu. And you're like, That's well, right. I'm not sure they, uh, one cook could really do all those great. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, I've been to those restaurants. There's no shortage of options. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and nothing is outstanding. So I think that, that says a lot proven track record and somebody that's truly an expert in the area that they claim to be. So I think this is a good transition to start talking a little more about XOI and what you all have to offer and, and how AI and machine learning is kind of playing into that. So wanted to ask you, you know, is XOI using AI and machine learning in your products? And if so, how? Yeah. No, great question. Um, we are using uh, both AI and ML. I mean, we've been using ML for several, several years now. And we, after very careful, thoughtful uh, decision-making, we are soon to deploy a really amazing feature around utilizing AI, uh, around summarizing things for technicians in the field that I think will have what we believe the ability to save several millions of dollars for our clients every year. So on the on the ML front, I, you know, we've been deploying ML for quite some time. And I think the biggest way that we deploy ML is how we leverage ML to improve our OCR, optical character uh, recognition software. Uh, because one of the critical things that happens with our applications is when a technician's out there working on serialized equipment, we don't want them to have to tap a tag or or type in a long, you know, uh, make model serial when they have, uh, you know, when they have a lot of other things to be doing in that time. So we allow them to take a photo of that data plate and our OCR tool allows the extraction of that data plate and the information within and then returns service history and guides for the technician when he or she is on site. Part of, part of the thing that we've done over the last two plus years is improve the accuracy using ML. So just effectively looking at the current OCR rates to where they were two years ago, it's pretty outstanding. And we're seeing huge uh, improvements around that. 
We're also using ML for uh, natural language processing. When you think about all of the data that we sit on across notes and fields coming from workflow, checklists, things of that nature, or even recorded videos, we can leverage a lot of this to kind of improve the experience for any company and their staff. So that's the, that's the major ways uh, that we're leveraging both ML and AI. And I will tell you that like so many other companies out there, we have dedicated a team to focus on our AI investments moving forward. We see AI as a major accelerant to our overall roadmap, but we also are adding additional layers of validation in the way that we ultimately deploy these products and probably a little bit more quality control around when we make them available to a limited audience and ultimately when we make them available to our general customer base. So I say that because I think, you know, it goes back to what I was talking about earlier in terms of making sure that this is, you know, meaningful and impactful for the, for the folks in the field and that when they ultimately use this and they see that change, that they're delighted and not frustrated <laughs> by the change itself, right? So, so I think that that's, you know, part of our discipline and part of our culture is, is to make sure that, you know, we walk a mile in, in the technician's shoes and, and that we, as we think about our roadmap and, and continued investments, we're really taking apart the full spectrum of what our clients do every day and what technicians in the field do every day from the moment they get in their vehicle to the moment they ride back home. And we're asking ourselves along that, along that workflow, what is it that we can be doing to delight these folks and make their every day? Very cool. Very cool. I, a couple of things I want to circle back on there. You got a little techie on us there with OCR, optical character recognition. So that was neat to hear that you're using these tools to improve your, your kind of your core offering of your products, which is cool. And you also mentioned the work summaries, which sounded like that's more of a newer thing. And it made me think of, you know, one of the things we run into BDR when we're out working with technicians is encouraging them to give a detailed invoice that it adds value to what the customer sees. We could go in and, and do the greatest repair of all time, but if we don't tell the customer and communicate what happened, they don't see the same value in that. So is that where you're going with these work summaries that we can build out uh, more detailed invoices and make that process easier? Yeah, I, I it, you know, it can certainly be appended to an invoice, but I think you're, what you said is exactly right. The intent is to make sure that communication is not lost. I think that, you know, and again, having spent the better part of 16 plus years in this industry, one thing that seemingly always becomes an issue is when there's a breakdown of communication between the technician in the field, the, you know, the home office, and then the end customer. And that end customer may vary because if you have a commercial client, that end customer is not actually sitting at the site. They might be sitting in their corporate office. And of course, if it's a residence, if it's a home, of course, that person may be home or they may be at work or something to that effect. And I think at the end of the day, what you're talking about is exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to summarize for the end customer exactly what was done on site. 
without forcing this individual to sit there and write it all out again. Yeah. And, and think about this like as, a, as an analogy. Think about this in the context of what the medical space is like, right? You see your doctor and your doctor literally goes back and does a ton of paperwork, right? And I think this is the same. The same is true with technicians. They get done after solving a pretty complex issue on a job site. They get back in their truck and they are forced to sit there on a mobile application, on an, and then sometimes on a notepad and write this whole thing out. And not only are they doing that, then they have to send it to the home office who may want to, you know, cleanse it or add things to it or something to that effect. And so what AI is allowing us to do here is to take everything that has effectively happened, to summarize it and allow the technician to make some minor edits before he and she sends that out. And it is, you know, we, we have, we've done some early testing and it is incredibly powerful. The feedback has been resounding from our clients. And I, and I knew when going into this, I think our, our team um, was very clear that this was going to be a delighting factor for our, our customers. What we didn't nearly anticipate is the sheer amount of savings of time. That I think something to the tune of like 10 minutes per job. And if you add that up against your technicians, against how many jobs you do per year, it is incredibly meaningful. It means that a contractor can get to more jobs. A technician can be more efficient with their time. So we see these as critical enablement points in their everyday life. And, and that's really where, we're, where we want to invest and continue to, uh, to enhance the experience. Oh, you just got a lot of technicians, dispatchers, and service managers very excited. <laughs> We hope so. We hope so. Because that that is a true pain point for for all those folks, you know, for the technicians having to to do the write ups to the dispatchers and service managers trying to pull it out of them. That's right. Yeah, and then the time savings that is going to be astronomical. Ten ten minutes in on a on a job that adds up so fast. And and on top of all that, Matt, I think I. You know, one of the other important things is the disciplined companies are getting that information to the clients when the technician's there, he or she's adding that note, right? The the companies that, not to say they're undisciplined, but the ones that might be doing it on paper uh, or pad are, you know, sending it to home or, or who may want home office's approval before they send something out. You know, that customer may not find out about it till later that night. And so their perspective is that the issues, you know, the, the unit is still down, right? And so how do you sort of bridge that gap between the importance of not only efficiency for the technician, but ultimately more effective communication? And, and in this process, we are delighting our clients and customer. Uh, so I think that adds to the power of the work that, that our team, uh, our product and engineering colleagues are doing here. And, and, and it's pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah, and I, I think that's why that's why this subject is so important. You know, there might be contractors out there thinking AI that, that's not going to impact us. You know, we talked about that at the beginning that we're in a little bit more of a safe space because we're we're uh, uh, tactical in what we do with our hands, and and AI may not impact us as much, but it's happening all around us in society, and the expe expectations of these more efficient better communications are going to be happening everywhere else in our lives. So if we're not keeping up in, with that in the contracting space, we're going to fall behind and we're going to have customers that are not going to be delighted because they're used to having efficient com uh, communications in other parts of their lives, but not with the contractors. So 
this is such a valuable conversation. I'm really glad that uh, we've had the time to go through this today. Yeah, me too. Me too. So Bashir, can you tell us how folks can get in contact with you to learn more about uh, XOI? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think the, the easy thing to do for, for anyone who's interested in learning more about XOI and what we do is to reach us at our website, xoi.io. And there's a contact us button at the very top right. My contact information um, can be made available as part of the podcast, but they can reach out to me at dabdallah at xoi.io. So if you're interested in learning about uh, things from a technical end or, or from a product and design standpoint, more than happy to kind of share our progress. I think part of what we are trying to do is not just think about our business, but really elevate the industry as a whole. And and in doing so, we uh, we set a standard for for what that experience should be like for technicians. I think that's one of the principles of our business is our commitment to our clients and and ultimately the core user of our applications. So again, you know, reach out to us by visiting our website xoy.io um, and and we'd be happy to kind of engage you and talk a little bit more about what we do and how we can help. All right, that sounds great. And if they are a BDR coaching client, they can also reach you through the BDR website, clicking on the partners page, and there's more information about. XOI there or XOI.io. Well, Bashir, I appreciate uh, you giving us some time today. Any uh, final thoughts that you'd like to share with the audience? Yeah, I would just say that I, first off, Matt, thank you for for having me here. I I think that, you know, for everyone who is feeling like they are at a standstill and and everything is flying by them uh, in the conversation of AI, Listen to podcasts, do your research, uh, hop on LinkedIn or on, on even OpenAI's website or Google's Bard's website, and you can learn a tremendous amount. You can even ask good questions if you are confused uh, for, for the layman, right? So I think there's a lot, there's a lot of great things and, and you can have a lot of fun with it too. I mean, we, we jokingly, my family and I jokingly put in, you know, we live up in Vermont and we were putting in poems about Vermont and things of that nature. So it's a lot of funny things that you can do uh, and use it for. And then as you start to use it in your personal life, you can start to think about the practical business applications as well. So don't feel overwhelmed by it. It, it can feel that way, especially with all these companies talking about it and all the things that they're doing. But ultimately think about your business, think about the challenges you face every day, and then think and then sort of test it in that context, right? Um, because I think that if you start really specific, then I think you will be more effective in ultimately solving business challenges that, that as we talked about today, have a, have a meaningful impact for you and your people. So thanks again, Matt. Really appreciate you taking this time to have me here and, and uh, it's been a pleasure. The pleasure indeed, and we appreciate that. And thank you for all the expertise uh, and information that you've shared with us. And I'll go back to a couple of things you said, just as to put a period on this is as we explore AI, we've got to educate ourselves, but we also got to look for those trusted partners that can help us that might have more expertise than we do and really can help lead us through this. And, and XOI is, is certainly one of those. So thank you again. Thanks everyone for listening and we will catch you next time.